This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello and welcome to Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler, General Manager at WZIP. I'm joined today by Allie Doring. She is the Director of Zipasis, correct? Yes. Got that right. You okay. did. We're the Student Advocacy and Support Office on campus. A lot of different, um, really, a number of different things to talk about with Allie today. She's been here before, but I think it's been like a, it's been a couple of years. It has been. I think, you know, 2020, the last two years have been a blur. But yeah, yeah it might have sure. been a little bit since we've sat down together. I'll tell you what, that's what's been so nice this last week for people who, you know, who don't know um you know the semester started uh this week and you know i'm here all summer and, mm-hmm. and so are you yes it's a completely different atmosphere it's a different in the vibe we have a lot of classes but a lot of them are online in the summer and, and always yeah. have been it's so nice to see you know so many people out you know walking around just all over campus yeah they're excited they're energized we've had some gorgeous weather so there's folks like sitting outside again and enjoying lunch at a picnic table. And yeah, the energy is exciting. It's a good vibe. Yeah. A lot of exciting things going on. You know, one of them that's been in the news lately is these nap pods. And yeah. you, that was your, that's I, your baby, right? I, I played a part in it. Yeah. <laughs> we have these awesome kind of semi-private sleeping massage chairs on campus now for our students to be able to use to catch some Z's maybe in between a class or refresh a little bit if they need it. All right. And, and now, and they just we just got those, right? That's been within the last couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we had them installed. It took about a full business day. We have four of them. So there's four nap pods, three different locations, the Student Rec and Wellness Center, Beers Library, and then we have two in Simmons Hall. So it took about eight hours to get them all up and running. And then now it's just really letting our students know about them and know how to use them, um, how to make sure that we're sanitizing them and taking oh, yeah. care of them as well. How do you use them? Is it difficult? No, it's pretty easy. They they maybe look a little intimidating at first. They're a little futuristic looking. Um, but no, you just sit down into sort of this gray massage chair. Um, and then there's a panel that you spin around in front of you. And that kind of gives you that semi-private experience. You push play and your feet begin to elevate. And this really kind of calming voice comes on and says, you know, uh, navigating your nap now and uh, kind of get you started. And you can pick a different sound or you can do a guided meditation a low vibration, maybe to help log you to sleep. You can pick ambient lighting. And then after 20 minutes, uh, the chair kind of gently starts to rock a little bit to wake you back up. And then you just rotate that screen um, back off and you hop on out. We just want you to sanitize before and after you use it by just wiping it down for us. That sounds really cool. They're so cool. Students are loving them. Students are just napping um, or at least just testing them out or even just using them for like a quick recharge, uh, which is what we wanted them for. So, Ali, what, what exactly made you and, and, and some of your colleagues decided that you wanted to institute something like this? Yeah, so um, the university was fortunate to have some additional grant funding uh, last year in particular to really start to talk about and address mental health. Um, it came through a uh, relief funds uh, amid the pandemic for behavioral health, and we were able to increase our psychologists and the number of you know doctors we have on campus meeting with students. We brought in a lot of speakers. We did a lot of programs and community instituted some different technology, like a software program called Cognito, which is like virtual um, training. But we just kept kind of challenging ourselves, saying like, what else could we be doing? Like, what else would really be helping our students? And we know sleep deprivation goes hand in hand with mental health. And we know if you're tired, if you're hungry, if you're stressed about money or other things, you're not going to be your best self in the classroom or your best self as a human, right? Um, And so then we start talking like, 
we're not talking about sleep. Like, how do we help our students increase their sleep? And that's where um, this nap pod idea came. We kind of bounced it off students. What do you think about it? Here's some, you know, companies we were looking at. And students got really excited about it, which made us get more excited. And we kind of moved ahead from there. It would work for me. Yeah. Because I'm one of those people that... I don't necessarily, if I'm, if I'm feeling particularly tired, I didn't sleep well the night before or whatever, I don't necessarily need, you know, to take a three-hour nap. Yeah. I'm one of those people that can completely recharge, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. I'm good yeah. for the rest of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So I can see where that would be really, really helpful. I mean, mm-hmm. it obviously does not solve actual sleep deprivation. Sure. But it gets you, like you said, gets you through the day yeah, so you can at jolt. least... Pay mm-hmm. attention in the classroom and, and, you know, whatever else you have going on. Yeah, or even, you know, if you're, uh, you know, if you maybe are having uh, anxiety, if you're nervous about something, just an opportunity to kind of have that serene kind of massage experience to help you recharge, to help you center, to help you practice your deep breathing. One of the, um, you know, sounds that are programmed in the machine is a guided meditation. So just to kind of have something that helps you relax, not just sleep, but just kind of relax and recharge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other day we had a student who was over in Simmons using the nap pod. And so we were chatting with them and they shared that they were a freshman and Sunday night going into Monday, they were nervous. And he oh, yeah. said, I tossed and turned pretty much all night. Like I just could not settle my brain. I was so nervous about finding parking and finding my classroom and what was it going to be like. And he was over in our building probably at like noon and he was testing out a nap pod. Cause he's like, I just, I think they're cool, but I'm also kind of tired, you know? And so it was kind of cool to talk to a student who that's why we wanted these was mm-hmm. for that student who I had a bad night's rest or I was up really late studying, or I was working third shift because I'm juggling all these things and trying to finish my degree. Right. It's providing that resource to them that is something unique, it's innovative, and it's truly going to help our students. Do students have to swipe their zip card to use it? We have a QR code. So instead, we're asking students to scan the QR on their smartphone, um, and that's going to help us collect some data. Because we want to learn from our students. Like uh, In each area, we have a resource nook. Um, How can we enhance that as well? So not only have these nap pods, but also give you resources for on and on-campus kind of additional services or support. Um, And so we're asking folks to fill that out. And then when they're done as well, we're asking them to scan that because we also want to see like, are folks napping for 20 minutes? Are they napping longer or shorter? Um, Are they napping twice in a row? Like, you know, so that we can start to collect data. Mm -hmm. The chairs themselves are tech driven. So they are collecting data for us on usage, but we want to hear from our students. So instead of swiping their card, they're just going to scan that that QR code and we can get some data and some feedback from them. Very nice. You mentioned a few minutes ago that there's um, an absolute link between sleep deprivation and and mental health issues, and and it can really feed badly off of one another. You also mentioned food, Mm -hmm. and we do have some resources on campus, too, that help people um, who need it along that line. Yeah, absolutely. We have so many resources at the university. You know, we... um Every time we hear of a barrier a student is facing or a concern that they have, we are always challenging ourselves as an institution to say, what can we do to help our students? And sometimes that's turning to the community. Sometimes that's looking inward to say, what else can we do? And so, you know, we have a really robust food pantry program on campus. It's called our Campus Cupboard. Um, And we are excited this past summer. We actually um, redid a semi-vacant lot just off campus over by Olin Hall Mm -hmm. um, into a food garden. And so now we're actually using students out of biology and other classes on campus to help us inform what are we putting in the ground and then we're at the point of the kind of season that we're now harvesting we had eggplant this week tomatoes zucchini squash and peppers and we're picking that and now we're taking it to the campus cupboard and we're handing it out to our students so not only do we have shelf stuff but now we've got fresh produce 
that's being grown on our campus, that's being informed by what our students are saying, hey, let's put this in the ground and see how it grows and, and research how it's growing too. So that's something really cool. Um, but certainly lots of resources for food and mental health. You know, we have multiple uh, counseling services on this campus, but certainly our counseling and testing program to where we help to make sure students are connected to those resources and know what's available to help them with their mental health. You know, I'm not sure if I know what it was like, say, prior to two and a half years ago, but I've definitely heard just, you know, anecdotally, um, not just on this campus, but just kind of overall, particularly among younger people, that maybe they're not uh, caught up in the stigmas associated with mental health and that more and more of them are are reaching out and saying, you know what, I, I don't know if I'm okay. I think maybe I do need help. Are we seeing that around here as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, de-stigmatizing asking for help. And I think the pandemic helped push a lot of folks in that direction. Folks who never had turned to um, social services found themselves in a position, maybe out of necessity, where they needed to. Um, But even prior to that, you know, Zip Assist and the iteration that it is today, and and we change every year, but in this iteration, we've been for about five years. And that's a lot of what we do is destigmatize. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, hey, my buddy is struggling and I don't know how to help them. Can y'all help them, right? Um, But really creating this culture of care where we are looking at the holistic well-being of our students. We're humans. We're more than just a student, right? How can we help all of our students be the best human that they can be? So their financial stress, their mental health, their basic needs. How can we help to support them in all facets of life so that, yeah, when they're here and when they're in their classroom, they're truly showing up as their best self. You just mentioned financial assistance. I, I, I know we have some programs along that line, too. Sure, yeah. And, and obviously, we're not talking really so much about you know, student loans and things like that, but, but other needs. Yeah, you know, a student who's, um, you know, maybe struggling to pay rent or maybe their hours got cut and they're worried about how they're going to make ends meet or, you know, we just had a student in the other day who had an issue with their car and they need a repair and they're standing there saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't afford this and my rent and my textbooks and my tuition, right? All of those things. You can imagine the burden that's on someone's shoulders. Um, So, yeah, we have programs that help address non-tuition related financial needs, certainly scholarships and grants to help with the tuition piece as well. Um, But we also do financial coaching, right? So not only providing a tangible resource to help with that financial need, but we also want to teach and, and, and teach our students and educate them on to be financially more well. Teaching them about budgeting and money management is also an important piece of what we do. Do you have a lot of people who, who signed up for that? Yeah, absolutely. Who want that help? We have a great partnership with the United Way of Summit County through their Financial Empowerment Center. So we actually have one of their staff members on our campus also available virtually to meet with faculty, staff, and students for free one-on-one financial coaching, which it's amazing that's a free service open to our community. Um, And then we also have folks on our team that are trained, and we have um, a growing relationship with the College of Business where we're going to start to get more students in front of their peers and do some more peer-to-peer coaching, which we're really excited to be launching that later this academic year. I'm sure that'll be really, really effective. Yeah, it'll be awesome. In a completely different way. I know a lot of um, students have some type of financial you know, like a finance, personal finance classes in high school. Yeah. I know when at least my two older sons were in high school, they had it, but they were freshmen. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the stuff that were, they were talked about really, it didn't apply to them at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have jobs. They were like 14. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, by the time it would have applied, that was two, three. Mm-hmm. If you're in college, three, maybe four years earlier, at least in their case. Yeah. And so it's, it's really important that we teach you know, even younger than college about mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. But if it's there, that, that huge gap, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Well, and and some it, of them, I don't even think, get that in high school. Correct. Or at home. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So there's some, you know, schools that students are coming to us and they've had no financial literacy, yeah. kind of a formal education. Maybe they sought it out on their own, but nothing formally in their school district, perhaps. But, you know, we also are recognizing that at every stage of life, finances look different, right? You start to make more money, your finances shift a little bit. You want to buy a house, your finances shift a little bit. You have children, your finances shift a little bit, right? And so I think developing that healthy habit of feeling open enough to be able to come and talk to somebody and get some of that education is important to teach our students early on, but also recognizing that, yes, even as a freshman, you're going to think differently about finances than a senior who's getting ready to cross the stage and just accepted their first, you know, big kid job offer and is now maybe thinking about student loan repayment too, right? Like those are very different pieces in time or stages of life. Um, And so we have again, programs that can help in all of those. We're very um, trend forward. We're always talking to our students about what is a gap of education that you're looking for in the financial domain. And so every year, every semester, we're always adding in some new pieces of education that is really informed by what our students are saying. Hey, I need some help on this. How do I understand this? Boy, there's an awful lot of stuff <laughs> that happens. We got a lot Zip going on here at the university. There. It's awesome stuff. But, you know, again, that's that's being responsive. Uh, we have six full-time staff, and then we have a team of, you know, we use interns out of our Master's of Social Work program to help us out. We've got AmeriCorps, who are through the state of Ohio, through Ohio Campus Compact, who help us out. We have student assistants. And then, you know, we can't do our work without our relationships with our colleagues. Um, a lot of what we do is connecting students to, to folks on and off campus and to to community partners, to be honest. We have great community partners here in the city of Akron as well. So um, we're a small but mighty team, but a lot of our work is executed with the help of a a larger uh, net of folks who help us out and support us, support our students. You know, I would say for anyone who's listening or anyone who, who knows of a student who might be struggling, just knowing not only that these services that exist, but, you know, how do you get in touch with us? And so I'd say the Help a Zip referral form is going to be the best way for a student to start to get in touch with, you know, the financial uh, coaching that we talked about or financial support or food um, or, you know, any resources regarding mental health or academics. Um, and that's just at uacron.edu slash referral. Um, and you can fill that out. Let us know who the student is, if it's yourself, if it's a friend, if it's your child. Um, and then just trust that our team is going to reach out to that student, offer support, offer a meeting and start to offer resources to be able to help them too. It sounds like people really are, you know, doing themselves a disservice if they, you know, don't ask questions and they they don't contact Zip Assist and just, you know, go on some kind of an assumption um, that, you know, whatever their dilemma is, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't really think there's anything they can do to help me. Yeah. It sounds like maybe they need to at least find out. Yeah. You might not be able to solve the problem, but you might be able to refer them to somebody who can or or solve parts of the problem that make it a lot more manageable. Yeah, if I had a penny for every time a student said, man, I didn't know this existed, or I wish this was here when I was in school, right? Like we hear both sides from Mm -hmm. alumni as well as current students who are like, this is amazing. We just tell students, come forward, tell us what's going on. And if we don't have something immediately on staff that can help you, a service, a program, or a, a staff person, trust us. We will link you to somebody else. We're great connectors. Mm-hmm. That's where we really thrive as well is solving problems and connecting people. Um, so there's always a resource out there to, to connect a student. Well, to. and then and then hearing those stories, that takes right back to what you talked about, you know, 15 minutes ago or so that, you know, the NatPods was driven by this constant quest to mm-hmm. fill gaps. Yep. And that comes from communication. Yep. So if people are coming in and, and wanting things, 
it, it tells you, hey, here's, here's a new problem. This isn't mm -hmm. one person. We're hearing this from a lot of people. So maybe Absolutely. we need to figure out a way to, you know, not just solve that problem, but prevent that problem for students who, who are encountering it. Yeah. The student voice is such a powerful tool. You know, everything we do here at the university is informed by what our students are telling us and how and in what ways we can be creative and responsive to help them out. So yeah, absolutely. You brought us full circle. So I appreciate that, Chris. <laughs> Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP FM. Z-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-